So if you didn't watch the game and you're just a glutton for punishment, I want a quarterback. I'm tired of let's just pick a quarterback. Every other team in the country has picked a quarterback. Like, and you didn't get anything different from your starters at the end of the game. The end of the game was just finishing the game. Podcast beat the radio. Podcast killed the radio store. Welcome back, Tribe from the North, to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals. I'm your host, Chris, and with me today we've got your co-host, TJ. Hey guys, how we doing? And uh, we got tailgating back, and we're just going to act like it's real week one. Last week doesn't count. We're going to uh, look back, but uh, preview moving forward. Yeah, there's a lot of positives still to come yeah. this week. I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, University of Idaho got the approval for tailgating to come back into the Vandal tailgate zone. I think we're going to need it yeah. after last week. Yeah, so if, if you weren't planning on going to the game after the score of the Fresno State game, Maybe that will get you to back to Moscow or out to the game this weekend. The fact that uh, you can tailgate. And I guess we'll just cover that since we got a really short introduction. TJ. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was something that uh, affected Idaho, Idaho very deeply uh, in the last couple of years was eliminating tailgate from the Vandal tailgate. Well, it's never really fully eliminated. Fully, fully gone. But there was a lot, a lot more monitoring. A lot of apple juice and containers. Re- removal of, of uh, beverages. Um, but now, yeah, it is okay for students to um, I, of age of age to drink um, unlabeled, um, unmarked cups uh, out in the tailgate zone. So that's that's a big deal for all fans to get up there. And- it can't be alcohol sponsored. Mm-hmm. So that means no Rainier, Bud Light, Coors Light cans. If you're gonna drink a beer, put it in a cup, no glass bottles. So just go buy some black, silver, gold, gold keg cups and. Um, yeah, we're on yeah. to the next week. Let's yeah, go, go have a good time. We got Western New Mexico this week. We'll preview that a little bit later. But it's uh, to the watching the TVs part of our podcast where we're going to kind of review what happened last week. We'll, we'll actually probably cover this a little bit more than we will in normal podcasts. Just to the fact that uh, it's a weird it's a weird week, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened, and so we're going to cover kind of where it affects Idaho and kind of how we did in our pick'em challenges. For both uh, just us picking the big sky and, of course, the FCS Fans Nation Pick'em Challenge. So TJ came out ahead last week. He actually went six for one on his pick'em. I'm happy. I and, had a great week. And he went four, or I went four and three. Uh, there were eight games. However, the South Dakota State-Iowa State game was postponed due to lightning. So, uh, we're going to put a petition in, TJ, because apparently TJ didn't officially pay, make his picks until... There was a little delay in the picks for the Thursday games, but if you heard it here on Thursday so, morning... So FCS Fans Nation, if you're listening, you can listen to last week's episode, and TJ made his picks Wednesday night. Yeah. So. And what a way to start. I, I'm pretty proud of myself. Right? Yeah, that's why I kind of want you to get the points. You even got the game of the week right, which is <laughs> worth three. I guess you got that one anyways, though. I'm coming for you guys. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he went 6-1, he went and one, I went 4-3, and three, not very good for me. Both of us, the only one you lost out of that one was the UTEP. NAU. NAU, and NAU, despite what we talked about on this podcast, actually handled UTEP nicely, real, real nicely. They actually won uh, college football's week one, I think their second or third best play of the game. Guy like did a one-handed between two guys, bobbled it up, tipped it back to himself, caught it. It was crazy if he... Want you can YouTube it. Um, top plays from week one. It was like number three or number two, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I'd say top games were probably obviously what the games we talked about: Montana State, 
Western Illinois and the Northern Iowa versus Montana game. Yeah. Those were all good. And then I caught a little bit of James Madison. Oh, and we both picked Nickel State to beat Kansas, which is pretty we cool. Had yeah, great upset. Call. Yeah, and I had UC Davis beating San Jose State. We made we had some good picks last week. Yeah. Uh, James Madison actually put up quite a game against North Carolina State. So from the ACC, I think they ended up losing by a late touchdown kind of deal, where it was like four points up until they put a put a did a put away touchdown. But yeah, that was a good game to watch this weekend if if you were up to it. And but I think maybe uh, you know Idaho's mentality might be a little bit different in the next coming years. FCS school playing these FBS teams because yeah. the rest of our you know conference they showed up they were ready to play these big teams and you know first game of the season come out firing so maybe that's uh, our mentality will change a little bit for, yeah. for the upcoming years yeah and that might be part of Idaho's problem there is the fact that maybe I don't want to ever say this is a thing but I listened to a lot of the we'll, we'll cover this more in the preview mm-hmm. actually we'll, we'll save that Big Sky though last week I went nine and four so did TJ we tied on the Big Sky but yeah let's uh, roll through our pickums this week and so people can criticize this and kind of talk about uh, your game of the week TJ what do you have for game of the week this week yeah, I, I think I'm most excited for Eastern Washington the NAU two teams <sighs> that uh, are going to have an effect on our standings and, and possible um, postseason run um, but just a good first. Big Sky, you know, competition. I'm excited yeah. to see how that game plays out. Uh, that's what I was going to pick, Eastern Washington, NAU. Obviously, I think they're both picked one and two. Or Weaver State was up there, but they're usually consensus top four teams in every poll you look at. Arguably, after what happened last week, you could argue that they're one and two. So it's kind of weird that they're playing each other this early. It's down in Flagstaff, so that adds a whole new element to it. But it's kind of cool having a major conference game like that pretty early. I mean, I'm glad we're not in that, honestly. I'd rather wait till we're in midseason form. But uh, for those schools, good for them to play. I guess give you guys a little bit of something else because I was, like I said, going to pick Eastern. I guess some games I would say to at least keep an eye on. I think Montana State at South Dakota State could be one that's interesting to look at just because, one, South Dakota State's a little rusty. Otherwise, I think they would handle Montana State. But uh, we'll see how that one comes out. And then also, I'll give you the San Diego versus UC Davis. San Diego's played spoiler to the Big Sky in the playoffs the last couple of years. And UC Davis, as it's kind of been put on on me the last couple of episodes, I actually have good faith in, and I think they could make a run at it this year, and they beat San Jose State. Coming out to win, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's roll through our FCS Fans Nation pick them this shit week, and then we'll run through the Big Sky, and then we'll start covering some Fresno State. Albany versus Rhode Island. I'm going to Albany. I went Rhode Island. Furman versus Elon. Elon. All right, I went to Elon, so that worked. Colgate versus New Hampshire. I'm going New Hampshire. All right. We'll save the game of the week for last. Fordham versus Richmond. Richmond. I took Richmond as well. Chattanooga versus the Citadel. I'm going Chattanooga. I am going with Chattanooga as well. Jackson State versus Tennessee State. Tennessee State. I went Tennessee State as well. All right, the big one. Eastern Washington versus Northern Arizona. Now, are you just taking my picks because I did so well last week? Is this where this comes No, from? we did not. <laughs> I did not see your picks before this. No. I'm going with uh, the Eagles of Eastern Washington in that game. I'm taking the Eagles as well. The more I look into it, I'm getting a little nervous. Uh, this could be just like last week where I kind of want to pick the other team, but it's a little late now because I already – I actually put mine in before the podcast, TJ. I will be here. I'll be here. <laughs> so that they count when they actually tally the points. Uh, Big Sky. So we already covered Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona, so we'll pass that one. Uh, Portland State at Oregon, who's ranked for the first time, I think, um, in the last two years. I'm going to go with Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ducks on that one. Uh, Northern Colorado ver- at South Dakota. Northern, 
South Dakota. And I'm picking South Dakota as well. All right, just so we don't think that I'm stealing your picks. Drake at Montana. I'm taking Montana. I'm going with the Grizz. Montana State at South Dakota State. I'm going South Dakota State. I am taking South Dakota State. Southern Utah at Oregon State. This one's interesting. I was going to putting it up earlier, but I didn't want to give three games to watch. I, I don't think Southern Utah, who I had very high going into the season, is as bad as they look right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Oregon State, they won me some money this weekend with the 39.5 point spread. Okay. But that being said, they lost by like 38 points and did not look very good with a head coachless team. So this one could be interesting. I'm still taking the Beavers. I'm going to go Big Sky. Let's go Southern You're going to go Big Sky. There I'm we go. The- Sack State. At San Diego State University. San Diego. I will take the Aztecs as well. Weber State at Cal Poly. I'm taking Weber. Cal. You're going to take Cal Poly mm-hmm. over Weber State? It's going to happen. That's my one upset of the week. That's a huge upset. Well, there, God, we only had to hit corner stool takes yeah. this week. <laughs> University of San Diego uh, at UC Davis. I'm going to go UC Davis. You already know who I'm picking. I'm, I'm UC Davis, I think it's going to be uh, – us and them and Eastern for the top three. For the upset. Yeah, well, we're going to mix things up this week. Uh, corner stool takes kind of just come out throughout the podcast, or we'll give them at the end. So we're just going to go right into the shuffleboard segment. I guess for now, our shuffleboard consists of let's review Fresno State. Uh, yeah. Or we could just not. There is a lot to take away <laughs> from the game. I, 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 a lot of it is now we know what we need to do going forward. There, there are certain points in both offense and defense that were clearly exposed in this game, and it, it did hurt a little bit, but it's something to, 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 to move forward on. It, it's, it is. So I guess before we get any deeper into this, I can tell you're about to go a little deep. I kind of want to just run through Idaho's possessions for everybody at home that maybe didn't catch it or they turned it off. Um, I'm, this will be a time to come clean. I did not watch the whole game. I was a channel changer. I will be impressed if somebody did. I, I mean, I hung in there. Don't get me wrong, but yikes. Um, so, Idaho's possessions. Three plays and a punt. Three plays and a punt. One play and a fumble. Two plays and a touchdown. Ten plays, missed field goal. Blocked for a touchdown. Eight plays, punt. One play, interception. Two plays, pick six. Nine plays, missed field goal for a touchdown right before halftime. Three plays, interception. 15 plays, touchdown, one play, interception, six plays, interception, fumble, no plays, punt. Why do you even punt at the end of the game with a minute 18 left down that bad? Because there's something you can learn every single I play. guess the way our special teams played, maybe. There's, there's a lot. Well, the punts seem to be fun. Actually, holy cra- hold on, 14 possessions, and we only had three, four punts. So a lot of interceptions and a lot of fumbles. So yeah, we'll, 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 thoughts and takeaways from the game, TJ. It, Take it away. It is something to move forward from. You know, every guy has a job out there, and they've messed up on something out there. It was very noticeable from the defense. You know, with gaping holes through their not only line but linebackers and running fifty-yard touchdowns, but also our special teams not making the appropriate blocks. And holding him there. Like it wasn't even close. At least the first one was like atrociously bad. And then all the way to um, you know our offensive playmakers holding onto the ball, making the smart decisions. So it, there's it was it, it seems like a negative game, but it, 
what we need now from our team is to pivot and move forward mm -hmm. and watch the film, see what we need to fix, work on, and get ready for the next game. It was there. It was sad to watch. I do think they ran up the score a tad, but I understand with the recognition that they're looking for, that was a big thing. Um, but really, you know, still have a good outlook on the season is how we need to take this and get better and fix those mistakes for, you know, the middle of the season, big big sky seven turnovers we had five interceptions and two fumbles lost not good you're never going to win a game having that and then when you don't force turnovers that is a negative we're starting the season with a negative seven turnover differential that is oh i mean that's rough i'm not sure how many teams have actually ever started that low and then turned out to have a great season like there are teams in the fcs even that go up and play like alabama and they might not win, and they might get blown out, but at least it's a lot of three and outs and punts. Well, Saban always wants to cover, so that's always a big deal that's, playing Alabama. That's true, but I just – oh, man, it was so sloppy. And I actually think for a while there, I thought we were in it. I know, like, it didn't look good early, you, half, but you could so. just tell that it was the switching of the quarterbacks, mm -hmm. and you just couldn't really get the, the rhythm that you kind of want to see from them. Mm -hmm. And they both kind of looked like right when they got in a vibe, it got put away, and – I mean, it started with the opening flea flicker. I, the play worked, mm -hmm. but we couldn't get the ball back to the quarterback, and then Colton just had to lob it downfield out of bounds. Yeah, and there was a little anxiety, you could tell. Oh, yeah. Not He's... only the team, but Mason as well, which yeah. is understandable. But, I mean, Isaiah with 89 yards and the touchdown. Yeah, but 24 carries. I mean, I guess that was a good defense, though. So, exactly. I, you're right. That's not that bad. Uh, but I would have liked to see a little bit more from some of the other guys. Um, it was just rough for me, man. It was it was so hard to watch. I do agree. There are some silver linings, and we'll kind of get to that here in a second. But I just want to kind of cover our opening kind of thoughts and stuff before we kind of address some of the negativity. Because I think there's been a lot of people that are very down after this, extremely down. And I think we need to kind of discuss that and why there is a turn to be positive. I thought our receivers had a great game. Other than David Unger, unfortunate because he's a senior leader, and I think that normally he won't have those issues. So if there was a game for him to have them, you don't think they were prepared for him, though. I, I mean, he had. I think he had three drops. Mm -hmm. I know he at least had two, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because he's gonna be he's gonna be a good player on this team. And like I said, I guess if you're gonna have a game like that, I'd rather have a against a team we're getting blown out against instead of, you know, a close game with Eastern or Montana later in the year. Yeah. But like I said, I also think in the beginning we were in it, and I think a lot of these mistakes are what hurt us. I mean, yeah, Fresno, we almost stopped Fresno, and they went for it on a fourth and one, and Caden Ellis blew up the running back, but unfortunately the quarterback had the ball and they converted. Caden was on fire, and the only problem was he was usually tackling. The read option seemed to kill us, and he was usually blowing up the poor running back, and then the that quarterback – had the ball and he, I mean, he was good. He was, he was really good. Um, yeah, they were athletes. I mean, they were athletic. They were talented. You could tell on their their punt returns, their running backs. Like they were a very talented team, and they showed us everything they had too. They weren't holding back at all. I don't know how I want to phrase this question. Do we want to? Do you think you saw enough to announce a starter? For I don't. I think with the competition they face, they don't. They, they do not. Okay. Is there anything you want to take away from the quarter? I would like to see probably them against a little bit of different competition. However, I really liked Richardson's throws and his confidence in the pocket. The, I mean, there are a lot of different 
you he, know, negative highlights of interception yeah, zone, but there were some that looked like he was ready to be our quarterback and, and, and stand up uh, and take those yeah. hits. I don't really want to just sit here because n- neither quarterback played great. Neither played even really good, to be frank. Um, well, I didn't say that. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, Colin Richardson, 3 for 10. He completed 30% of his passes. Uh, Mason a little bit better, 11 for 23, so below 50% of his passes. But he only averaged 4.3 yards a throw uh, and three picks. No touchdowns. You saying these stats. I know, and it, comes, and it comes to watching the game. Yeah. And, I mean, I think there were good takeaways from both. And I guess we'll address that because I do want to talk. We we're going to talk about it before the Western New Mexico game. But, I mean, Mason had some, like, the little f- shot put throw he had to Isaiah Saunders on that third down was good. I kind of liked, and even, you know, they had uh, David Carr calling the game. Mm-hmm. He even started to bring up a little bit of how he, he never really thought, seen a team really effectively do the switch quarterbacks within the drives. But and I was worried about it, but I thought they did a really good job of bringing in Colton. On big, like, third and, like, seven plays that you're like, well, they're obviously throwing the ball. And then actually having Colton hand it off on draws and stuff. I thought they did a really good job of kind of using what people thought they knew mm-hmm. to their disadvantage. Like I said, I thought we came out in the first quarter and actually played really, really well. But that second quarter, not really well, but well enough to where I was still sitting there going in the second quarter going, we got a shot at this. Where a couple missed plays, um, a bad fumble right on the doorstep. Where Mason, I don't know if it's Mason, it looked a little bit like it was Mason's fault. But Isaiah Saunders, you know, a little read option error there. But if you're the quarterback, you got to either pull it or let it go. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a coach. That's the stuff I'll leave to coach to figure out whose fault that was. Mason got credited for it, though. So Mason responsible for four turnovers. Uh, but, I mean, Colton was responsible for two. And then uh, Rashawn Johnson also was, or Rashawn Crawford, sorry, was also responsible for one. I, I just thought Colton looked skittish that that's what really colton was playing god who's that quarterback who was known was it brett Favre, who was just known for like breaking his wide receivers fingers with balls like that's what he looked he was just rocketing every single ball in there and i mean his pick was just a straight overthrow like he just overthrew it and then won't then it was like he was trying to fix it and he underthrew for one i don't know it's it's all takeaways. He, I, I will say I thought Colton looked better. Yeah. I did think he looked more comfortable back there. He looked more like a quarterback. Well, and a great throw. God, I mean, that was yeah, that was good. And he went through the progressions. That was his at least second read because he was looking left first and went back right. Yeah, and see, there's going left to go right. Yeah, so that's a good transition out of the negative quarterback talk. Let's transition to the silver linings. What's to be positive? Because there's a lot of negativity. People, you got to realize we're not in it. Beating Fresno State this year does almost nothing for us. It looks good. It makes us feel good. But losing to them this bad, yeah, probably negatively impacts us a little bit. Um, as far as people, when they look at the playoffs, we'll go to Idaho lost 79-13 to to Fresno State when, you know, James Madison went to the ACC and barely lost, and UC Davis beat a team from the Mountain West, and Northern Arizona beat a Conference USA. So I could see that maybe affecting us a little bit, but I think because it's week one, that will be long gone by the time the playoff picture rolls around. I don't think people are too worried about us. After this first game, I don't no. think they've seen even a glimpse of what we're going to be able to do against. I agree, and I think that's the negative about this game, though, is that a lot of people got turned off by it. And I don't think Western New Mexico is going to bring them back. Mm-hmm. 
because they're going to be like, well, you should beat them. Well, hopefully, I mean, we should beat them 79-0 after this to try to get people excited. But then you have a bye week in the middle, so. Well, so just you know, take this as week zero. As week zero, you know, this is going to be our next. Yeah, it, it's be it our was. It, it was our week zero. It, exactly. And, and it's not against an FCS opponent. And let's start this week upcoming zero and zero. You know, look at the yeah, schedule yeah, we have ahead. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it really matters. We have a bye week. Mm-hmm. Our our first match is that game against UC Davis. Mm-hmm. And everything up to that is figuring out. It's just glorified spring ball. Yeah. It's exhibition scrimmages on who's going to play starting quarterback. Um, but I have a lot of silver linings. One, like you said, that Colton Richardson throw to Jeff Cotton was great. Uh, Jeff Cotton, way to hand, like, grab that ball and just do exactly what you're taught. Don't look back. Just run. And he ran forward, and he outran everybody, and that was beautiful. I think it was 72, 73 yards. And not a gimmicky one. He probably caught the ball 40 yards downfield. He only had to run for 30. I really was impressed by Cortell Haywood. Uh, he had, I think, a couple drops if I remember right, but okay. so Curtell Haywood is a redshirt freshman, and he went six receptions for 72 yards with a long of 23, right. and he seemed to be there all the time. And, yeah, like I said, you already mentioned Caden, but Christian Ellis got out there and made some yeah. plays. Yeah, he led the team in solo tackles, that I believe. so awesome. He did. He had. He didn't leave him solo. He, he led them in total so, tackles. He had eight total tackles, three is, solos. That is something that's so great not only for the defense, but the Vandals for the years to come, yeah. is that this kid just went into Fresno State and was terrorizing up that battle line and making plays for us is a great takeaway yeah. from, from that game and, and moving forward. Linebackers look good. Ty Graham looked good. Ed Hall looked good. Some bad run plays that will show up on the highlight reels that make you think otherwise. But otherwise, I mean, I thought they played a great game. Uh, only player with a sack. Can you take a guess? You got me. Caden Ellis. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so I think he would have had a couple more tackles for loss. Like I said, watching the read option stuff, mm-hmm. he probably could have had two or three if they just would have given it to the running back. But I guess that's the whole point of the read option, right? You're not you're not going to give it to the guy who doesn't have the ball. But, I mean, they, they played lights out. They played great. Caden was hair on fire. Loved it. Every minute of it. Silver linings. Maybe we'll, we'll have to have a whole segment. No, because this is a new Vandal season, new Vandal conference, new Vandal dynasty brewing. We're not going to have silver linings. Exactly. So for the last point on Fresno State, give me your player of the game. Uh, Curtil Haywood. I like that. I like that. And I'm, I'm going to go with Caden, Caden Ellis on this one because yeah. I really – I think had they handed that ball off a couple times, there oh would have been no goodness. doubt in my mind I just, who it, it was. Yeah, I would be afraid to get hit by him too. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Well, uh, now we get a preview Western New Mexico, the Mustangs. So TJ was right last week. It was horse-themed. Um, let's get to know Western New Mexico. It's a small school. It's a really small school. Enrollment of about 3,500 people, which is about one Vandal freshman class. So imagine if all the freshmen had their own school. I like that comparison. Yeah. They, like I said, they are the Mustangs. They're a D2 team that play in the Lone Star Conference. They're coached by Adam Clark. It's his eighth season. They went 4-7 and seven last year and 3-5 and five in conference. And they lost to a FCS team last week in the University of San Diego. It doesn't have scholarships, so we should be better than them. But right now, it's all our shoulds until we start the season against UC Davis. The game is at 2 p.m. at the Kibbe Dome. Uh, you can start tailgating whenever the heck you want at the Kibbe Dome. Get out there. As far as TV goes, this is a hard question mark. It's labeled, it's on Watch Big Sky and Pluto TV. And I saw it at 5 o'clock Pacific time. 
which doesn't make sense to me because the game is at two, and each university gets their own channel on Pluto. So I'm giving you a tentative 5 p.m. Yeah, I mean, I would if you're not going to the game, I would check at two because that's when I think that game's going to be on. I think on the Vandal website and ESPN and other sources says. Two o'clock, and I think a lot of vandals. No, well, I know the game's at two, but I don't know. Pluto nice TV stream. might be televising it at five. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I don't think that's the case. That's just what I saw on Watch Big Sky. Mm-hmm. Actually, they had it at four fifty nine ah. Pacific Standard Time. But yeah, I would tune in at two, and if not, you know, if you can't make it down to the game this weekend, then just turn on the radio, listen to Dennis Patton do the play by play, and uh, you know. Always a great broadcast. Yeah, in fact, most people, I would recommend pausing the TV and wait for your radio to catch up from the delay and just just listen to the radio while watching it on the TV. Yeah, right from the dome. Uh, TJ, we kind of talked about it, but what do you expect from this game? There's things I expect, and then there's things that I want. All right, what do you want? I really want us to put up some numbers offensively. Well, I want, I, that's well, every on. week. <laughs> yeah, but I want us to show that I want us one to show that this dual quarterback system could work. Two, I want I want us to score. When we score thirty points, we win the game. You know that's that's a that is a, kind of how the Vandals work in that route. And then I really want us. It'd be awesome if we come out with a shutout. But and this is a team we can do all three of those things against. True. So, so having those things come out would be a great great way to open this zero and zero season that we're restarting right here. Um, what I expect is for there to be a big running game from Isaiah Saunders. I think it's gonna get he's gonna see a lot of action, a lot of holes open up for him. And I expect our defense to come out flying and not give up nearly the amount of points and yardage as they did last game, but make a statement that they're they're here, to, they're here to play. They're here ready to go for the season. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I expect is I want to figure out who the quarterback's going to be. Unlike you, I don't want a dual quarterback system. I'm over the dual quarterback system because I think it was very detrimental to us in this game because we were close and just couldn't get anything going. And then when guys came in, they started forcing stuff, trying to be the guy. I would like to see Paul go to a, a like, you get first quarter, you get second, you get third, you get fourth. And that way you each play a half. And then whoever shows up and does the better job gets the starting job, and you have a whole bye week to prep him as a full starter. Because UC Davis isn't going to be easy. Like I said, they're my team to beat, really, underdog in the big sky this year, Dan Hawkins. And we'll, luckily we'll have the bye week coming in, but can't be messing around. no, especially at UC Davis. So I would like to see us figure out the quarterback situation, and this is the game to do it. Fresno State did not give us a lot other than I thought, you know, obviously, like I said, Colton looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket once he settled down. He looked really rattled early. But, you know, maybe this is time for Mason to show that that was against an FBS team in Fresno State. Maybe his game is better. FCS talented. Let's see how it does against a D2 team. I just really want one guy to separate themselves. And I don't think the numbers showed it in this one. And I actually would have liked to see Colton take more snaps last week because I, I thought he was looking better. I want a quarterback. Yeah. I'm tired of let's just pick a quarterback. Every other team in the country has picked a quarterback. Well, this would be a great a great team to do it for. Yeah. Do you want to see more? They can try all their stuff. Run Colton and throw deep balls with Mason, the stuff that are apparently their weakness is, and see whose weakness is better, and then throw a ton of deep balls with Colton yeah. and run a lot of weird play action, roll out stuff with Mason, and see who does their strength better, 
and then coach up the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I just and this might be a good game to see when to use them at certain situations. I know, I'm done. I'm done with the situations. I know, I know, but like it did, know, it's not working. There, there, there is a lot of strategy for defenses to come in and look at two quarterbacks and two different. It's true, routes. but they're already going to know that they they're going to know who. That's the benefit I think of just moving Mason to wide receiver. The fact of having him at wide receiver is a huge threat. Dude, run fly sweeps and just have a guy trailing and have it like a Vince Young little play action pass and they'll get linebackers jumping eight feet in the air and he doesn't even ever have to throw the ball this season. You were the one who said you weren't sure about Colton's confidence in the pocket this last Fresno State game. Early, early. I thought he settled settled down, but I think his problem was his accuracy, which I think was a lot to do with – he was trying to prove too much, not knowing if he was going to get pulled, not knowing how the series was going to go. But I think if you go, you have a whole quarter. You Mason, you have a whole quarter. And then go off that, and then we'll have similar stats for both. And that's what I said. Don't, if you're running up the score in this game, keep freaking doing it because this is the game where we need to have these guys have one half 35 snaps, one half 35 snaps, and you figure out, who had a better 35 snaps? Mm-hmm. I want that. I don't want 11 and 23 and 3 and 10. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Well, like, I think what will be nice is coming out of this game, not Fresno State, but Western New Mexico, is I think there will be a statement by Coach Petrino on maybe more of a direction that they would like to go, but still use both. But I don't think he's necessarily giving up on both. Because, you know, I, hopefully it doesn't come down into something in the season where something happens we have to only go with one but you know just in case having that that reserve play for mason or oh and here here's my other point man we really aren't previewing western new mexico too much but that's because there's just so much to talk about with fresno state unfortunately what did i say last week my core school take was that nikhil nair was going to take five snaps only if i thought it was a blowout Mm -hmm. what the heck where's that and Where like, is that? That would have been awesome. It yeah. Been it's obviously, the starters weren't doing anything. They had, had five interceptions. Yeah, could only gone up. yeah. what was it really going to hurt to throw that kid in there for the last three possessions? And Maybe with size of athletes, I don't know, just kind of scared out there. Because there's, there's no way he's that far behind in the playbook. I mean, I know, I guess he didn't report early, but, I mean, God, you could have ran a couple just basic plays with him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, I'm on the Nikhil Nair train yeah. I, I at least want to see him yeah. like i can be on the train until i see otherwise so if people want to the coaching staff or whatever ever listen to this and they want to shut me up yeah <laughs> just freaking put him in there while you, while you can still use the red shirt we'd love to have you guys call in <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah uh, please no i'm I, paul i'm scared of you i'm not gonna lie but I, there will be i like what you're saying about you know having them have a lot of plays don't have uncertainty and have them get in a rhythm would be huge for both because neither of them. I want to see both put the other the walk on Kaiser in. Like, why? Why we were getting blown out? We weren't coming back. Give some of these other like, and you didn't get anything different from your starters at the end of the game. The end of the game was just finishing the game. They weren't doing anything to try to win the starting job. They were almost playing. I can't get hurt. I've got a big week next week. Put in the kill in the air and let. There's no way he's that bad. I am ranting. I. God, I'm gonna. There should be a new segment called "And Chris's Rants." Yeah. All right, so we covered what do we expect from Idaho, and the next part was gonna be how would you like to handle the quarterback decision. I guess we kind of covered that. I'd like to do 35, 35, but uh, who would you start? I like that. I ooh, started. Yeah, let's go with that since we kind of already covered how we would handle the quarterback decision. Who would you start? Ooh, that 
I think I would probably start with Petrino, you know, like not only with his, his knowledge and his experience of the playbook itself, um, but kind of giving him, I mean, giving not only Colton the chance to look at the game develop a little bit to see what's going on, but also maybe give him a little bit of chance to feel a little bit more comfortable when he's not facing this Mountain West defense and see if that might affect him a little bit. I know he did have more attempts um, and more interceptions, but that, that was a very talented team. I like what you're saying about the set number of either plays or series that they go out there because they're not going to get in a rhythm and really feel for who they're playing in the other team after you know a drive or two. It's really going to come from having a couple more snaps um, but I do think Petrino will be the one to come out. Yeah. Um, God, you covered a lot there. And I, th I think you're on to some stuff. I do think that Colton coming out and starting, it seems fair to give Mason the start here. Different game, different team, probably different game plan altogether. But I do feel that Mason got – or Colton got more looks total kind of in the first half there. I know Mason – I thought Mason got put in at a weird time because – I didn't think Colton's first series really went that fairly with the lateral or the, the flea flicker and then the false start. Then, but, yeah, I'd go with you. I just want to get Mason in there. Uh, if he throws a pick early or something, then maybe you can just totally switch your game. I don't know, but the same thing for Colton. I just, I guess I just want to see the Mason thing early enough to try to get some confidence back in him because I'm not going to lie. After the turnovers, I'm really pulling wide receiver and that, again. So that first play could have been – something specifically designed maybe Petrino came up to him and during the week and be like hey let's try this first play well yeah but <laughs> but I mean that doesn't change the fact that you, you did it and like I said it it's more on I believe the back was Saunders uh mm -hmm. that lateral to back it was a little short and low and I mean Colton's a big frame to hit man mm -hmm. but it, it, I saw somebody post this it looked like they had maybe practiced that play eight times and I mean that you're gonna start your your season with a play that it looked like you guys had not practiced. Difference is first play probably a lot of juice going. Yeah, I understand that. So that's what I think for that. Well, let's cover this a little bit. Um, what do you think of last week's? I kind of like the Facebook thing. I mean, it was annoying not being on TV. TV. You had to kind of find some workarounds around it. But I thought the broadcast team did pretty good. Dave, even Dave with Dave, awesome. yeah, even with David on there, and then. You can see all the comments, and I don't know if we call him a friend of the show, but a regular person that gets brought up on the show. Uh, Jesse Basher was just going on. He got even mentioned on TV by David saying he needed a lesson in Vandal history, and he was going to ask him about it. Jesse. Yeah, so I, I hope David gave you his number so you can have a little phone call and give him a little education. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then Darren Carr was chiming in, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And the sideline, oh, I should have remembered her name. I should have wrote it down. She was an alum. Really? She did the, yeah, if you could watch like the very beginning, kind of when they're doing the warming up. Was it Ke Kelly Johnson? No. Ma no, I think it was Kelly Johnson. Yeah, yeah she um, she interviewed Petrina like right before kickoff, right when she was done. She said, go Vandals. And she goes, that's right, boys. I'm an alum. That's great. And I was, I loved it. So shout out to you. Do more games. I liked it. That's cool. I thought it was a fun thing. It's it, This TV thing was hard, but I kind of liked the Facebook thing. Yeah. It was really good quality. Yeah. Um, really you can watch the replay on Facebook. Yeah. So if you didn't watch the game and you're just a glutton for punishment, you can go watch the game. You just YouTube it or, you know, it's on my Facebook, but I'm private. I don't want everybody to I mean, know. It was a really cool venue for us to, to watch the game through. That's a really awesome opportunity to be the, the first game of the season on Facebook Live. You know, that's, that's a great Yeah, 
It was pretty cool. Keys to the game, TJ, what's it going to take to beat Western New Mexico? Uh, run the ball and great defense. I think we just keep it simple. Go out, do your job. We need to block better, obviously, on special teams. That will be fixed by this week. And Yeah, we barely brushed on that. What the? Oh. Yeah. There's, just, there's, there's, there's so many takeaways from this game that it's just better not talking about all of them. <laughs> yeah, so run hard. Isaiah Saunders, like we say every week, get yours. Yeah, get yours, and he got his. He, yeah. he had a pretty decent, pretty decent game there. And keep flying around on defense. I, mean, I know that was pretty tough in a lot of ways for the defense last game, but they're mm. they're good. we have a talented defense. We do. We'll be able to use that them. was just. I think they got pretty deflated there, and they spent a lot of time on the field on early. The field. That's the other thing. <laughs> but <laughs> so your keys to the game were run the ball and solve defense. Yeah. Um. Just because I know what I say as Saunders can do. I, yeah, obviously give him the ball. I'm not saying don't ever run the ball. But I like I said, I want the quarterbacks. I would need them to show me something because I do not want to see us roll out two guys versus UC Davis. If we do, I think we'll lose. I So I'm going to say find your quarterback. That's my key to the game. Find that quarterback. Get hot. And if you find him and you know who it is, and like I said, if you're doing one quarter, two quarters, three quarters, and let's say one of these guys just – plays awful in the first quarter, the guy in the second quarter plays great, and then in the third quarter the other guy's playing awful again, go. Put the great guy in, see if he finishes the quarter and roll, and you know who your guy is going forward. And at this point, I don't care who it is. I don't care what the turnover numbers are, but that's what I want. Uh, TJ, score prediction. I am going to go. I hope our defense shuts them out. I'm going to go 32-10. I'm going to be boring, but I think there's a shot at it. Let's I did all right in the Big Sky games, uh, and if, if, if I wasn't a Vandal homer, I would have beat you. Seventy-nine, thirteen. And I did have the Vandals score right from last week. If you go out and check the podcast out, 13, yeah, thirteen, 13 points. points. There you go. I think Western New Mexico is going to score thirteen points. I think we flip this score and we score seventy-nine. Mm. I think we go pedal the flipping metal and we pass to Curtell Haywood and Jeff Cotton and Dave Unger and the and the gang all. Bleeping day, find our quarterback. This that man, that's why I'm gonna name this podcast. Week two, find the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, corner stool takes. I'm excited. What do you got? We got playing it warm, TJ. But yeah, you were hot last week. I'll give you that. Can you, you keep it up? Back, no, no, and uh, Caden Ellis didn't even do either of the things I wanted. My corner stool hot take is Palouse related, but Washington State. I think it's going to be to Oregon coming up this season. I think they beat USC at USC. This is how hot this take is. They beat USC at USC, have, have troubles, have, have a tough game against Oregon, and then show up to the Apple Cup, one last team, ready to win the, win the Pac-12 North. I moved the corner stool takes after the game so that to be about the game, but I'm going to leave that in there just so you have the proof that you called it. Mm-hmm. Can we get a corner stool take on the Vandals? Do you need me to go first while you think of one? Nope. I think. Oh, wow. There we go. I think Mason is going to have a 60 yard rushing touchdown. If it's 59, I'll even give it to you. All right. Because <laughs> um, right it. now we're, what, 0 3 on corner stool takes? Oh, yeah. So, but we got a lot that we did in the preview that were obviously uh, end of season. But uh, my corner stool take is I think Curtell Haywood, eight catches. 
140 yards and a touchdown. I think he tears it up. And I'll throw another one in there. I bet you Colton Richardson doesn't throw a single interception this week. We can't keep throwing these in there. <laughs> and Nikhil, I'm just kidding. No, uh, uh, Nikhil Nair takes 100 snaps this week. No. Uh, fine, I will stick with my Curtell Haywood as my corner stool take for the week. Uh, which brings us to the section of hashtag ask TATC. So we've gotten some words. One, after this loss, not a lot of people have a lot of questions other than a lot of swear words and bleeps. But we do have something to announce. If you would like, if for whatever reason, you are not a Twitter person. If you just like your privacy, don't want a Twitter handle, can't think of a Twitter handle, don't know what Twitter is, there's another way you can ask TATC. If you download, here we go with the free advertising again. If you download the, the Anchor app, it's a purple app with a white anchor. You can actually – it's what we use to host our podcasts when we have guests on the show that aren't in town. You can actually find the Tubs of the Club podcast on there, and you can actually send us a voice message. So if you would like to call in questions, they won't be live, so you've got to do it. We record on Tuesdays every week. So if you send in a question by about 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time every single week, you can actually ask us a f- question, and we'll play it on the radio, or the podcast for everybody. But if you got a serious question and you, you want to do that, you can call an Anchor app, download it. It's on the uh, Apple iTunes Store, whatever the heck they call it, and the Google Play Store. And, yeah, you just download it, search for Tubs at the Club. It'll have the logo. It might have my name attached to it, and then you can send us a message, and we'll play it live and answer your question. But we have no hashtag ATCs this week. That we're going to use. Now you can call in, Mom. Getting Iced is also a segment we're going to move to when we have guests on the show because for how much people want to know about – do you have one for me? You can ask me one. You gave me a big look there. Well, yeah, and you kind of answered it throughout the podcast, but I want to know – See, if you have them, just ask throughout the podcast. But you continue to answer them. I want to know what what game are you most looking forward to? I know you're excited about UC Davis to play Dan Hopkins. Is that your number one? No, team? not at all. No, I just think they're going to be good this year. I'm actually worried about that game. You're most excited for it to, you know, it's going to be a big game. We'll come out with a big win. We'll get some recognition. Florida. I'm just kidding. Montana. I, I'm excited for Montana. And, I think a lot of them are, yeah. yeah that's, I, I think we covered that. But if not, yeah, Mo- Montana. Um, a lot of them. Montana, Montana State. I think going to Cheney was something I wasn't excited about. But since I've made the trip over that way a lot in the last – Three weeks. I'm actually kind of excited about it. I actually have a cousin who's enrolling there, so he'll be in school. They don't start school for like another two weeks, so I'll have a cousin there. So yeah, I'm excited for Eastern Montana State. And that's actually about it. Yeah, but the Grizz, the Grizz is my big one. Think about midseason when we're all fired up for these games. And <laughs> yeah, you'll hear the tone in these podcasts become yeah. a lot different and a lot more excited, which will be which will be great, great for us and great for the show. That that is true. Um, I don't have a getting ice for you this week, TJ. So we're gonna move on to closing time. Where are you gonna watch the game this week? With you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to the game. <laughs> so after is hearing, that you saying you're going? Your response from watching last game. Um, I hope to stream it at my house again. Um, it is my first time on Pluto TV. It is it's very exciting. Um, and it's good because you can watch basketball on it. And TJ loves his basketball. Absolutely. So, yeah, for people that don't know, I guess we'll give you a little brief history lesson on how it works. or not history, but uh, if you have an Apple TV, if you have a PlayStation, if you have an Xbox, if you have a smartphone, if you have a s- smart TV, if you have anything, 
that allows you to download apps. Search Pluto TV. It's got like a little, it'll be either be black with Pluto in it or like the word Pluto, not the former planet, or I think it's a planet again. But um, I didn't take astronomy. Yeah, or it'll have an astronaut in it, which is funny now that, gosh darn it. But, uh, yeah, you'll download that, and then I think it's like Channel 2 or 300. If, if there's no games on, it'll just have the big sky, but when games are on, every single university that has a game playing, whether it's soccer or volleyball or football, will have the games on there. Cost? Free. Love totally free. No, you don't even have to sign up. Okay. You, I think you can make an account, but you don't have to make an account. Watch. Pluto TV. Listed at five o'clock on Watch Big Sky. Yep. I bet you it's at two o'clock. Or you can find Chris at the game. Or you could be at the Kibbe Dome, where yeah, cheering on these guys. All the true vandals. Yeah, all the true vandals. Oh, you're all true vandals if you're listening to a podcast by us. Yep, Tubs at the Club, baby. <laughs> Tubs at the Club. Make sure you check us out at www.tubsattheclub.com for lots more content all the time. Follow us on Twitter at Tubs at the Club to also get fun little neat tweets about everything Idaho related, Greek life, band life. Journalism, sports, mm-hmm. um, tubs. tubs at the club. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and all, so there's some corner club news that comes on every once in a while. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you check us out on Twitter. You check us out online by week after this one, which will be weird. Next week's episode will be on Thursday. We're not quitting just because the team's not playing. We're going to try to get Sean and or Martin back on here. I love it. And we're going to discuss for Wax Party Pants and all you other listeners out there. Idaho's next president, who we'd pick and nominate, who we think it's going to be. Same with the athletic director, which it was just named. We won't have an athletic director until the president is named. And the new Big Sky Commissioner. So That's a lot to cover. It's a lot to cover. And next week's show is going to be pretty long probably because we're going to cover that. I'm also going to be hosting some interviews with former players. I'm working on some right now. It, it could fall through, and I'll look like an idiot for not editing this out. I've got three guys in mind. I really think I can get all three. They're nobody big, so don't get your hopes up. But I kind of just want to talk to, you know, their experience of playing for Petrino. One of them played Boa. Two of them played for Rob Akey. One was recruited by Washington State. So, like, you get the whole recruiting stories. They're big game stories. Uh, we have – they played on both Potato Bowl and Humanitarian Bowl teams. USC, they played USC. They played, USC, they played Florida, Florida State. They have some they stories, and that's my point. They have some stories. Whether they're, you'll recognize some of their names, I think. But yeah, I got three, and then possibly a fourth. We'll see. Uh, and then we'll also review Western New Mexico. We'll probably just get that out of the way early. I don't know. We'll see how the setup goes. We'll be a lot happier. And then Guys, cheer up! It's not the end of the world. It's just late. week zero. Mm-hmm. We don't start till UC Davis, unless we lose this we one. Start right now. We start zero zero. Mm-hmm. Zero and zero one game at a time. We're just gonna win out and we'll make these playoffs just yet. TJ, closing remarks? One, one thing to take away from this weekend is there is a great video on Barstool. Free advertising. Oh, there you go. Yeah, more free <laughs> Bar- arrival. Yeah. Barstool or not only Barstool, Barstool Fresno State, if you haven't seen it. And this guy is running it's the post game interview and I think it is David Carr. And in the background is the field, and it's completely open. It's completely empty. And there's this guy running across across the field. It kind of looks like he's streaking fully clothed, but he has some type of figure above his head. It looks like he clearly has, you know, running away or something. And then two seconds later, there's actually a guy running across the field behind him with one leg. And that was his other leg that he was running across the field with. 
And it was awesome. It was a great video to kind of end the day knowing that at least Fresno State's having a good time with their victory and getting it after. Yeah. Or, or you could view it like this, ladies and gentlemen. It could be worse. You could have gone to Fresno State. Anyways, now it's time to unplug, and we'll see you guys next Thursday with the www.tubsattheclub.com podcast. We'll let the sound of Idaho play you out with uh, Heaven There Is No Beer.